Hello. I'm waving. You can't see that I'm waving because obviously I'm on a podcast, but I'm on a video as well and I'm waving to the person who's uh, who's going to be on this podcast with me. So welcome to the Community Champions podcast. I am Zoe McEwen and I have a guest with me today, somebody that's been really influential in how I work with communities and for a lot of other people. So I think it's going to be a lot of interest in, in this one today. So, oh, let's just get started. Let's just, let's just go for it. Lisa, Lisa Johnson, you are, well, kind of were passive income queen, but you've kind of evolved through that. And uh, so do you want to just introduce yourself? Yeah. So I generally help people now with strategy for online businesses. Um, But like you say, that has evolved. I started out helping people with passive income whether courses memberships and I still do that I still have programs that help with that but recently I seem to have organically evolved into helping people more with long-term strategy um, which is exciting I like doing that and in everything I do it's about community yes and community definitely uh, like seems to be a big word for 2023 for a lot of people and because it's about audience and audience growth I saw something, something that somebody was talking about online about visibility um, and saying, oh, it's not just enough just to get visible. And I think you'd commented with uh, a reply about visibility. So if we're talking about audience growth, let's just sort of answer that one a bit first. How does the visibility bit fit with audience growth? Yeah, I think that visibility is 80% of audience growth. There is a lot you can do. So, for instance, you can have referrals, which will help grow your audience. Um, You can set up automations. But even automations is really a form of visibility because what everything is about Mm -hmm. is helping people know that, you know, we all hear people buy from people. I actually think people buy from people that they like. And so if, if that's true, then people need to see you to like you. They need to understand what you're about to like you. And if we're saying that, you know, we don't need visibility, how are they going to get that? How do they get to see that? So I think visibility is massively important. And um, I think actually me and the, the poster were on the same page because what she was actually saying was visibility for, for visibility's sake is not important. Mm-hmm. And I get that to yes. an extent. I do think there needs to be a strategy behind it. Like we don't want to just be popping up anywhere. We want to be seeing where our ideal clients are and making sure that our visibility strategy is multi-layered and fits in with where they want to see us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we don't, well, similar to the thing that I teach, you know, you don't want to just post for posting's sake. Uh, you need to know why you're posting. Every post should, you know, should be leading somewhere to something that you, that, that you know why you've done it, hence like back to your strategy. So let's just start right back at the beginning. Why one day did you decide, so it sound like one day, although you are, I know from working with you that you are good at making quick decisions, <laughs> yeah. good ones. Um, and I think that makes a good leader. But uh, why one day did you decide, and was it was it the Facebook group? I'm going to set up a Facebook group. Yeah, and it was one day. So I remember the day. I was in Cornwall and we were staying in this lovely house, um, somewhere where we wouldn't normally be able to afford to stay and we'd treated ourselves. And so me and my husband were in this gorgeous house, all glass around it um, onto fields. And he likes to go for these three-hour-long walks 
I don't. <laughs> it's not my thing. So he went out for this walk and I was sitting there and I had been watching people on Facebook, influencers, but also people teaching things on Facebook for about six weeks. Not, not very long at all. And I was watching them thinking, this is a really good idea. Like these people are showing up and they're gathering other people to watch them because they're actually helping. And I was thinking to myself, what could I do that would help? And I had a wedding business at the time. And I thought to myself, mm. well, what I could do is I could just open a group for other wedding businesses and start telling them the things that I've done wrong because I'd done a lot of things wrong in the two years I'd had the wedding business. So it's like, I could just tell yeah. them the things I've done wrong so they didn't do the same things. I could tell them some of the things that have gone right. And it was just, it wasn't even in my head. For that first month, I'd say, wasn't really going to be a business. It was just going to be something I did to help others. I've always wanted to be a TV presenter. It made me feel like I could be because yeah. I was like on the screen. It, you know, Facebook Lives weren't the dumb thing at the time. They weren't huge. So I opened this Facebook group mm. while I was there in Cornwall. And I did my very first live that day, just explained who I was. And was thinking, oh, I don't know if anyone will follow and within a month, I had probably only around 50 to 60 followers on there, but they were listening and they were commenting and I was addicted yeah. to it. And so I ended up going live nearly every day for six months. Do you remember what the group was called? Fabulous Women That Get Shit Done. Yeah, so that kind of works. Fabulous Foundations and your Get yeah, Shit Done Society it all and stuff. Started. Yeah, did you agonise? This is not one of my questions, but I'm going to ask. Did you agonise about what to call the group? Loads of people agonise about what to call their group or their community. No, I think what you said earlier is right. I make a decision and I do it. And sometimes it's the wrong one, but you can usually get out of it or change it. Obviously, I've changed it twice since then um, yeah. because it wasn't the right the right one. But that that group grew from that tiny group to now 16,000 people. And it's had all sorts of permutations of it. Um, and me, you know, we evolve as people and I've evolved as a person and the things I want mm. to teach, you know, I don't teach wedding businesses on their own anymore. And so that evolved. And then when I went into passive income, but the best thing about having that community right from the beginning, well, there were two things. Firstly, I made six figures in money from it in the first six months, just from that Facebook group. And that was amazing. I'd never seen that much money. It was crazy. Um, but the second thing mm. was, I was able to take those people on a journey with me throughout the last six years. Some of the people that are in that Facebook group have been there since day one and have come with me. And, yeah. and I love that. I love that I get this community. Yeah, yeah and if we listen to our community they they give us so many ideas for developments for our business so if we set it up in the right way and we genuinely are interested in their journey and how they're sort of following us we can learn so much you know we don't have to like you say the business evolves it doesn't have to stay the same you just listen use your intuition find what is exciting you and kind of talk more about that and see who comes with you see who follows you each time as you take your next steps so some people do and some people move on to other people which is which is fine. That's fine isn't it um, it's good for that to happen yeah do you have you got like a tipping point that thing that you can remember like things changed yeah I think that it was in the first three months and I think it was when 
I lost a lot of money. I tried Facebook ads and I was very, you know, I, I decided, mm-hmm. oh, this could be a business, you know. I could help people and they could actually pay me for this information that I'm teaching them about how I grew a successful wedding business. And so I started to think of it more in month two as if I was going to do this as a business, what kind of, I was quite strategic even then, like what would the strategy be moving forward to get that to happen and to get people to actually pay me? And I looked at what others did because we all do that. And I looked at what other people were doing and they were all perfect. Like everyone just seemed so curated and so perfect in their groups. And I was like, oh, a bit intimidated and a bit like, I don't know whether I'd want to work with one of those people because I'd feel intimidated by them. And then in month three, I try. I thought, well, I'll, I'll grow this quicker and I'll do Facebook ads. And so I tried for a week. And in that week, I lost £27,000 because I did not know what I was doing. I'd hired somebody completely wrong for the job. It's a lot of money for the first three months of your business. And, and I went on live and I told my audience what I'd done. And I was crying when I was uh-huh. doing it. And it changed everything because then people trusted me. So before, I think I had the no like. I don't think I necessarily had the trust. I was very new. People didn't know what I was about. My, I had a, a coach that I just started working with about a week before. And I told her, oh, I've got to tell them this mistake that I've made. And she said, mm-hmm. don't, don't tell them. Because if you tell them, they're not going to look up to you. And, and you want this to be a business. And I was like, I have to. I'm not dishonest enough not Mm. to say the bad things that have happened and so I did and Mm. because of that day the trust changed and they trusted everything I said from then on because they knew that if I was going to tell them the bad stuff I wouldn't be lying about when things were good I wouldn't be lying when I said I think I can help you with this stuff and from that day to now I've been completely honest with them about everything that's ever happened with my community and it's because of that yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's so many things there. But you, in your paid community, which is fabulous, I've been in there for a long time, uh, you do a lunch with Lisa every Wednesday. And yesterday you shared, I think, two things that were not going well for you, that you were not like, this has not worked exactly as I planned. And two things which were real, I, th- I thought it was a great one, which were real boosters, really good, like really reflect on this, think about this, you've got this, like really brought people back up again and that is definitely something you're very good at but it's really hard like if if, if me or you could say the the thing that will change your business is to share the highs and the lows and be really honest with people and and that's as easy as it gets like just just do that it sounds really easy but it's not that is so hard it's really hard because you're being vulnerable and it's always hard to be vulnerable to other people who are watching you and who are learning from you. And, and yesterday, you know, people from the outside were seeing this amazing book launch that I had and all they were seeing was the showbiz part of it, the famous people, like my book climbing the ranks and all of this, you know, you're, I, I can't tell you how many messages I was getting. You're on fire. Everything you touch turns to gold. And I was like, they're only mm-hmm. seeing half a picture. I need to tell mm-hmm. them the other half of the picture, was, which was that we didn't get where we wanted to be with it. We wanted the Sunday Times. Um, that's what I'd always been going for. And we didn't get it because the Sunday Times had decided that my book wasn't nonfiction. It was a manual. There was nothing I could do about it. And it was devastating to me at that point. No. And I, you know, yes, I could just 
not say those things and everyone just think how amazing my life is. And probably, yes, they might want to work with me more because of that. They might want to give me more money because they want what they think I have. But I would be lying because they would only see half the story. And I honestly believe that if you tell people the real story, what's really happening, they you will you will get you'll make more money anyway in the long run and with the right people and by being able to sleep at night. And all of those things are important to me. Absolutely. And and again, it, like it sounds so simple, just be really real, just tell people how it is. But there's a real art to it. And you had some natural ability or gene to just sense, this is what I need to say. This, I mean, you talk about integrity a lot, that flows. And even now, even though you didn't know back in, you know, however long, six years ago, whenever it was you started this, that integrity was the thing that that would be a really strong thread through your business uh, that is exactly what you were doing when you said to them i've lost this money yeah. on facebook ads i have a natural integrity that's always been there a natural sense of fairness and a real hatred of unfairness and i've had that since i was a child mm-hmm. like i can see where that comes from um and so it was normal for me in business to carry that through and i think when i first started I thought everyone was like that. I didn't realize, especially in this Mm. online world, how many people weren't like that. Like I've seen people fake vulnerability for engagement in Mm. the last six years. I've seen people people lie, straight lies. Um, When I've known behind the scenes what's Mm. really going on, I've seen a lot of that. And at the beginning, it really shocked me because I just thought everybody was honest. (laughs) Like like I was really naive six years ago. Um, and now I know that that's not true. And I believe that the people that are in my community are attracted to me because they're like me a little bit. They also want to make money, but in a way that feels good to them and that doesn't feel like they're being some kind of shark yeah. or, you know, walking all over people. And then I love yeah. that that's what I attract. So if you put out there this part of you that is really honest, whatever that looks like, you will get those people back. Totally. The thing you said at the beginning of that was about uh, that, you know, we all watch what other people do. And and we do. We do. We all watch what other people do. But what we don't do is use that to inform us. You know, we don't all then take. So people do a lot of scrolling and a lot of watching and looking and, and all of that kind of stuff. But you took it a step further and you used that to inform how am I different than these people? And I think that is a really important lesson in running a community. It has to stand out from other people's, otherwise people won't want to be in there. Yeah, and I think that if you just be more you, that is your difference. Like, lots of people try and find a thing. I see people, you know, like the swearing thing at the moment seems to be the thing, like, I'm going to really swear everywhere, and people are going to go, oh, look at her, she's ballsy, she's different. But it's not them. It's like a persona that they've picked up. The easiest thing Mm. for anyone to do is just be more them. And, you know, if you're an introvert, be more introverted and and be more you. If you are someone that's really bubbly and loud and a bit goofy, do that more. Because the more you can be you, you're not going to find it draining. You're not going to start resenting having to be this other person online. You can just be the same you online and offline. And that's a really nice feeling to have because it means you'll never kind of go, oh, God, I've got to go and do a live again. You're just talking like you'd be talking to a friend in your living room and it's much easier. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think people get scared of reactions, don't they? And then after a while, if you just if you just start creeping into it slowly and testing a little bit more and putting more of you out there, you realise actually it's fine and I'm not so worried about what people are going to say anymore because this genuinely is me. So like people can't yeah, and in real you, life, it's your personality. Everything. You're not doing it just for content. Yeah, and in real life, not everyone's going to like you. When you walk down a street or you're in a room or you're at school or you're in your workplace, not everybody's going to like you. And that's absolutely the same online. And it's absolutely okay online. In fact, Ooh. even if you put on a persona so that you can be liked by everybody, there will still be somebody that doesn't like what you're about. So you may as well just be you. <laughs> yes, definitely. So much easier. Um, so we, I asked in your group, in your community, your paid community, things that they uh, love about being in there, why they love it. So uh, Emma said, because there's no, there's no feeling of like a clique in there. Um, and you changed the name of it to You Can Sit With Us because you wanted people to feel like absolutely anybody could be in there, no matter what stage of their business, who they were. Um, and, and Gail says that, you know, she loves the, the passion and the diversity in there. That was a really conscious decision of you with your community, wasn't it? Yes, because I had been in communities that I'd paid to be in where I felt like there was a kind of inner circle and then there was everybody else. And, you know, right from school, I've been in those kind of circles and it felt sometimes online like a bit of a playground, like who was the most popular, the people that were making the most money only wanted to hang around with the other people that were making a lot of money. Um, you know, people who were in the membership, a lot of memberships I was in all looked the same. You know, no one was diverse. Mm -hmm. Everybody was doing the same business. And I kind of thought to myself, these aren't spaces I enjoy being in because I don't feel like I fit in a lot of the time in life and never have. And so if I'm in a space where everyone seems clicky and like they really fit in, I feel really like an outsider. And I started to think in my community, are there people that do feel like that, that feel like the outsider? And I asked and there mm -hmm. were people that felt like outsiders. Yeah. And I was my conscious decision was how can we make it really obvious? Because I think it's obvious because of me, but if we're not outwardly saying, this is for you, whoever you yeah. are, this is for you, however much you're earning, this is for you, you know, whatever your race is, this is for you, whatever, if you have a neurodivergent or neurotypical, it doesn't matter. We're all on the same journey yeah. and we all are equal. And yeah, it, it, it worked, you know, suddenly people realised by us changing the name and making it very, very obvious what we were about, that if they didn't fit in somewhere else, they might feel like they fit in here. And the thing that people tell me the most now, like you just said, is it feels like I don't, I feel like I belong. I don't feel like I'm an outsider. Yeah, Victoria said it feels like a welcoming family, Emma. This is interesting as well for online, a, a place where people understand you and what you do that are not your friends and family and I think that is the heart of, of of certain communities because you you go and you hang out in these other communities because they're not your friends and family because you can get different opinions and those people understand those other bits of your life that your friends and family can't understand yeah because we've all had that you know I asked my dad what do you think I do for a living and he says you play on the internet for money 
Like there, there are people in our lives that love us that aren't going to understand the stresses that come from you having your own business and the decisions that we have to mm. make on a daily basis and the pressures that we can feel and being around other people that totally get it. Like you say one sentence, they're like, yeah, that's happened to me. Um, at all different levels of business makes you feel like you're not alone. And I think it's really important to feel like you're not alone. Like we saw through a pandemic how these online communities literally saved people and that's how important they are yeah yeah diane said uh it uplifts you and kalini she's met some amazing people which i have too i've met some amazing people in there i know that in your community i can go in there post a question and, and honestly people post all sorts of questions you know some of them are just around like I need a tutor for my son. Anyone got any idea? You know, it can be anything. People feel so comfortable that it's just knowing that they're their people. It doesn't all have to revolve around business. They just know that these are the people that think similarly. We all have a common thread of something that we do in our business, but we don't have to talk about that all of the time. And that's really important with a community. It is. And remember that life and business, it merges. People like to say it separates. It merges. It can't not. Um, and by asking, you know, feeling comfortable that they can ask those questions, but more so what we have in that community is people feel comfortable enough to disagree. And what I didn't want was an echo chamber where everybody thinks exactly the same because we only learn from people that think differently to us and we only see from people's different experiences if they will talk about it so I really wanted to foster this community where people could disagree people could have debates without you know coming to blows um and there has in six years never been an argument in that group which is kind of unheard of because no. people disagree all the time, but it they just, never, ever go yeah, too far. It, I going to say, it feels like a really sensible group. I'm not sure that's that's the aim, but they do just feel like a really sensible group of people in there. And, and that's it's really not. nice. And yeah, you want a place where you can just trust the rest of the people in there as well. Um, and that comes from the host. You know, the host has to create a space and let the right people in. So you don't upset the balance because very quickly you can upset a balance. One of the other things I just want to talk about before we finish is um, that's really important that you do really well is you ask your community to help you. Yeah. And this is how you create a community rather than just have a group. Everyone can have a group and fill it with a load of people. But things like asking your community to help you are, are ways in which you, they feel like we're in this together. And yeah. that's really important. You do that really well. It's a two-way street. Like... I will help them whenever they want me to. You know, they can literally tag me at any time and I will answer any question that they have. And, and because of that, they are loyal. They're loyal to me. And I, th I think mm. one of the biggest things that people don't realise is you can grow an audience, but it's nowhere near as good as growing a loyal audience. A loyal audience will go out of their way to help you. And, you know, the things that my audience have, have done, my groups have done, got me number one podcasts in the business charts when no one else was able to do it who wasn't famous for two years um they did that got my Forbes article to go viral you know got my book everywhere last week it was yeah everyone said you're everywhere yeah. in my feed that wasn't me that was my audience that does that for me and I'm really grateful to them and I think that growing a loyal audience we must always remember that loyalty is two ways 
Like we can't expect our audience mm. to be loyal to us and to do things that we want them to do unless we are willing to do the same back. It's really important to ask them though, because a lot of people don't ask their community to support them. And actually, they really like it. They like feeling included. They like that you trust them so much that you feel like they could do something for you. I mean, I learned that a long time ago, I, you know, with weddings as well. But people like to feel included, like to be asked to help, to, to come along, to, to join in. Could you do this? Could you, you know, that's, and a lot of people just never do it because they feel like, well, I can't ask them to, but actually it's a way of connecting the bond. The bond yeah. gets stronger if you ask them to help you. And it's not a selfish thing. It, it's it's a really good way of, of making them feel like they're valued by you. Yeah, I, it's always worked really well for me to kind of, I just think that way, like we're helping each other out. That's how I kind of think about everything. So it yeah. made sense to ask them to help me. Um, but I think that fosters loyalty too, like that I trust them enough to come and help me do this, that I know yeah. that they will. Totally. Yeah, totally. Um, so thank you so much, Lisa. Uh, I really appreciate it. I know you're busy. I mean, you're always launching something, but you're busy <laughs> in the middle of a launch. So I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, the, I think for me, when I was kind of thinking about this interview and like uh, summing everything up with you, I think the the crux of all of this is that your honesty with them shows that you care. Does that make sense? It makes complete um, sense. And I just I, I do thought care. about that this morning. Yeah, yeah, you can only be, and that you you can't be honest if you don't care. And you can only be honest when you care. So I think that's like my learning about you and how how great you are at hosting communities so uh thank you for joining me today i have loved it i've learned loads if anybody wants to leave a review in the comments me and lisa would love to read them afterwards thank you for joining and uh we'll catch up again soon thank you